Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to our live feed update for March 21st. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Kirsten. How are you doing, Kirsten? I'm doing well, Taryn. I'm always excited to talk Big Brother with you, and it doesn't matter what happened the day before. We will have fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're here to tell you about everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. Um, It'll be an interesting week, I can tell you that. Uh, an interesting week of live feed updates, uh, where I think, um, I think we're just gonna have, we're just gonna see, like, hey, have you ever wondered what would Big Brother Canada be like if it was more like, I don't know, Big Brother UK? I don't know, something uh, no. where there's not really any game happening? No, because this is not like Big Brother UK, because Big Brother UK has entertaining moments. <laughs> <laughs> And you get to just digest it as an episode a week instead of like waiting for the feeds to come back. <laughs> that's, that's also true. Um, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about why. Uh, just just as the the the, the thing up front here uh, that's happening right now is that uh, Carol, as we've told you many times in the past, she, she wants to quit. She wants out. Uh, so. Uh, she has been talking about wanting out. I said yesterday on the on the update that uh, she was asking. She was volunteering. I think I said this already. She was volunteering to be a pawn. Uh, she was kind of asking to be voted out. Um, but uh, but it, you know it's it's Carol. So it's it's been all over the place. Well, yeah. So yesterday was a roller coaster of guys. Canada. I have got new methods that I'm going to use to motivate myself to get through these feelings, to stay in this game, to like, I'm volunteering to get voted out and I want to go home. And it's, I don't know. I just, at this point, I'm like, 
piss or get off the pot. Like, yeah. I'm sick of this conversation. <laughs> so there were a lot of different conversations throughout the house early in the day about Carol and the fact that she wanted to leave. Um, and a lot of them stemmed around this idea of, well, we don't want her to self evict. We don't want another self eviction. Then our season will really look like a joke. Uh, so uh, what we need to do is spend an entire week not playing the game just to take her out of the game so that she doesn't have to self evict. Because that's less of a joke than just letting her leave. I, yeah, it's one of those things where they're like, well, we've had all of these things happen. And if one more thing happens, then it will be a joke. Uh, it's certainly not a joke already. Uh-huh. I just uh-huh. feel bad for poor Michael. Like, he could be the only person to actually put it out. I, I mean, I feel like that's an honor at this point. That's, uh, it's, it, it, uh, it's, it goes, goes with his honor and integrity. Um, so it's I think it's fine. Okay, fair point. Fair uh, point. <laughs> um, so so Carol also feels this way. She does like uh and I feel like um perhaps perhaps the perhaps production also feels this way that uh because uh, it, it seemed weird to me that they all had this same exact idea that like oh well we don't want her to be self-evicting that would be bad uh it's better if we evict her by voting her out even though it's way worse for like everybody's game except for men um <laughs> and so uh i i really i feel like uh production uh has been telling people no it would be a bad look if she quit the game uh, so you guys have to vote her out and they've been telling her that and she's been telling them that and she doesn't want to uh, at one point JL was like uh, well it would ruin her life if she self evicted but uh, I guess I guess she gets to keep her doubled followers if she uh, if she officially gets voted out of the game uh, so I can't imagine what would give you that idea uh, it's not like the feeds cut every single time they talk about anything Oh wait! <laughs> oh man! It's 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 kind of crazy how that works. When anytime this is like brought up as like a legitimate discussion point, it's like, okay, guys, we're done here. No. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not really a petty person, um, but in case anybody, if you were if you were thinking about it, just my recommendation. You don't need to follow Carol on, on social media. If you if you're thinking about it, if you're not if you're not pleased with this decision, you don't you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to encourage this kind of behavior in future seasons. This is the only time I've ever heard you tell people not to follow someone. It was Brent. So this is just um, very wild to me. But yeah, it's it's actually really funny. Just the concept of like, okay, well. If Carol gets voted out, she gets to keep her followers. But if she quits. They magically disappear. <laughs> like it's just such a weird con. Like the way that it's spoken about is just so bizarre to me, and I just don't get it. And like the underlying thing throughout the whole issue is, it's just like, okay, so Shelton's HOH ultimately was just wild last week. He nominated three people. None of them went home. And so now his solution this week is to nominate a fourth person. 
<laughs> yeah, he has two HOHs in a row, has nominated three separate people, and over the course of two HOHs, still none of them going home. Like, that to me is just wild. Like, I feel like with someone like Carol, obviously we hate to watch it. We hate watching someone who wants to quit and who does not want to be there. And on the one hand, we would love for them to just quit and be gone and we don't have to deal with it anymore. We can drag them on Twitter. It's fine. But it like all this is reminding me of is like I've been doing a survivor rewatch. I recently rewatched Amazon and when Rob is like, hey, let's keep Jenna because she doesn't want to be here. So like it makes sense to me that they would drag Carol because she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> but like I as a viewer hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I hate it so much. So, uh, so Carol has decided uh, she uh, and I, I'm skipping over some stuff, but I just want to get Carol stuff out of the way. We'll yeah. go back to the other stuff that uh, that Carol has decided she's going to call a house meeting, and so she does. Um, and in the house meeting, she explains feet cut. But we know what she was planning on explaining, uh, which is that uh, she her mental health is is uh, is a priority. And so it's important for her to not leave right now, but in six days um, for her mental health uh, and that uh, she needs to be voted out of the game. Um, and uh, even the feeds cut for quite a while, but the house has accepted this as this is what the, the week is going to be. We're just going to do whatever for the veto because it doesn't matter. Um, Carol's going to go up on the block next to Min, who has uh, accepted the pawn roll, and uh, and then they're all just going to vote Carol out and then progress, proceed on with the game. There was some discussion of. We wouldn't touch Sheldon next week uh, because he has to waste his HOH on this. Um, but there's nobody that's in the house that's really targeting him anyway. So I don't think it matters. Ultimately, I just am exhausted. Um, this is just so annoying and boring. And like the very least that they could have done is shown us the saddest house meeting of all time. <laughs> like, why did they have to deprive us of that? We're home all day. And I personally would like to have seen the saddest house meeting of all time instead of the feet going down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that looks to be our week. Um, I think the most excitement that we can look forward to is uh, like, what if Carol changes her mind at the last minute? Well, and like she very well might right? is the thing, right? Like she's like one good conversation with Chris at the right time away from being like, guys, you know what? I was really I was low and I was anxious, but I am back in this and I really want to be here and it's my time and I'm so sorry about all of that and I need to stay. And then next Friday she'll be like. Hey guys, uh, I've considered it and I would like to volunteer to go up on the block and go home because I have a better life outside of this house. It's perfect that you mentioned Chris because <laughs> Chris had a conversation with Carol before the house meeting where he said, look, Carol, do you want me to give you the best motivational programming? Do you want me to change your brain so that you want to stay in this game? Because I can do that for you if that's what you want. <laughs> 
Like, was this the same? I, I'm getting all the Carol conversations confused now. Was this the one where she was like, Chris, I stayed here three weeks longer than I would have with your help, and but now it's my time to go? Oh, yes. She was, like, <laughs> she was like, you can do that, but it's it's only going to do so much. You've been, you've already been so much of a help. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I can transform your mind. I can make you want to stay. And like, the fact of the matter is, people should be very concerned that there's someone walking around the house being like, I can change your mind. It's like signing the consent form at the doctor. Like, uh, do you give me consent to root around in your mind and fix things for you? Oh, I want to hypnotize you. I, I feel like, well, here, I'll do this. Is Now my hair looks like Chris's. And he's like, can I transform your mind? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting uh, for Chris to really get in the driver's seat and take control of this season. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess his main problem right now is that he requires consent. He's like a vampire in that way. Yeah, he um, needs to be invited in. Yeah. But... Um, God help these house guests if uh, if Chris ever decides to just really turn it on uh, yeah, and start I just transforming hope that, brains. I just hope that some of them have like crosses or garlic or something <laughs> to to protect them should he decide to go evil. Yeah, so I, I just I just want to say personally to any potential house guest uh, in the future, assuming the show survives, um, that uh, I, I can only speak for myself, but I do think there are a decent amount of people who agree uh, that I've seen a lot of support for this sentiment, like let Carol leave, uh, that um, the most disgrace, uh, barring all, bar, barring like things that are not, morally correct right like uh that we've dealt with on this season but game wise the most disgraceful thing that you can do is to ask to be voted out uh because that is the thing that slows the game down more than anything and uh and forces us to watch an entire week that doesn't matter uh if you want to leave like don't force everyone else to uh to like aid and abet uh your uh your removal from the game just just leave just leave and let them play and let us watch the game that we want to watch it is not somehow more respectable that you technically got voted out it is less respectable it is worse and so carol is on my my most bad quit list okay since we're making appeals to future players, I'd like to also make an appeal. <laughs> so to add off of what Taryn said, if you're at least going to be a dumbass and choose to quit by being voted out, at least don't make it. Don't be like, I'm asking to be voted out. At least like make a spectacle and do some stupid entertaining stuff. That's going to make us happy as feeders where we can be like, Whoa, that was the worst game move of all time. And then you and your head can be like, Oh, but I wanted this to happen. <laughs> I wanted to, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That, I that is at least the way to do it. But the other thing that I would say is if you are considering going on a show of social strategy, you need to sit with yourself and you need to think about all of the time that you are going to be bored, that you are going to be filmed 24 seven, that there could be real life repercussions from what you say and do on the feeds. I want you to sit with that idea and think about if it's worth it to you. And if it's not worth it to you, don't 
effing audition because I'm so sick of seeing people who don't even care about the game, who are willing to quit, who are not going to stick it out. This bullshit. And I'm sick of you all. So I want you to sit with yourselves. I want you to take a long, hard look in the mirror and think about if you can deal with the consequences. If you can't take the heat, get the hell out of the kitchen before the auditions. Just get out. I'm sick of you all. These are the people who get cast on the show and I don't get to go. F y'all. I'm done. You're, you're stirring up feelings of like, uh, like, like uh, I'm, I'm so with you. You're giving me a speech before battle. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so amped. Sorry, guys. I've also been in, I've been in solitary for a few days, so I'm fired up about this. And stop tweeting. Oh, just stick Kirsten in there. <laughs> I've been watching the feeds. They're not like, first of all, I'm not going to an airport right now. How dare you try to put my life in danger? <laughs> and second of all, obviously that's not happening, guys. Like, calm down. Yeah. I also I do I also like the point of uh if you're going to quit like this like uh like manipulate the house guests into doing it instead of just yeah. asking because Carol is is talking about how she could have won this game uh as she's talking about how good she is but she's just deciding not to continue uh so if she if she is so good then i do i feel like uh why not why not put your money where your mouth is and uh and manipulate the house guests into doing this instead of just being like uh please yeah no she exactly show us something give us some like even if what you're gonna do is go in and just be like i hate all of you and here is why i hate all of you and like be like legitimately mean and really get under people's skin like i've got to in- be the villain <laughs> <laughs> yes that is what we need i want pop and paul energy if somebody <laughs> is going to be quitting <laughs> I want them to channel their inner pop and mm-hmm. Like it's been a few weeks. They know each other very well at this point. So if someone wanted to like get under their fellow house guest skin, they would know. They would know exactly what to say to really piss every single person off. And I would like to see it. Like I, I would like to see it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that's the state of the week here. But there is still some stuff going on. There's a little bit of game happening, a little bit of planning for the future, but most of it's probably going to be irrelevant. Um, but uh, it, most of it involves, you know, Sheldon and Brooke continuing to play all sides of the house successfully for now. Um, and uh, and then also some Sheldon and Brooke. Showman's talk? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Okay, but it's not even, like, showman's talk. Like, it's just awkward. Like, every Sheldon Brooke conversation makes me uncomfortable when it turns to this topic because it's just, like, my impression of the situation is, like, Brooke would definitely be down to be with Sheldon, but Sheldon would not be down to be with Brooke and Brooke recognizes this and so she's like she says like oh I wouldn't want to be in a showmance but I think what it really is is I wouldn't want to be 
embarrassed by admitting that I would want to be with Sheldon and then Sheldon's yes. like, I knew. There's, there's a lot of layers to their conversation because uh, from my read from it is that uh, it's it's Brooke talking about one thing, meaning another thing, trying to fish a sort of like, uh, are you feeling the same way from Sheldon? Sheldon is, is responding uh, to the actual thing she's saying and not the subtext of what she's saying. But it's all in code because they're also talking about something that they don't want on the show and further in code because they're not allowed to talk about the show and the diary room. And so there's a lot of code and things that are going on here. So uh, we'll, let's we'll jump right into the because it's not relevant to the strategy. Uh, we'll jump right into the showman's situation um, that she she was kind of um, she was very upset. Uh, when the feeds came back from the house meeting, they were gone for like four hours or something. Um, and <laughs> so she was, she was really upset. You could see that she was upset. Um, and what she was saying was, I'm upset because, uh, I like, she was getting vibes in the diary room. She's being asked about a potential showman's situation between her and Sheldon. People have been talking about it in the house as well. And she doesn't, she doesn't like that. She doesn't want to be, uh, she doesn't want to be portrayed to be in a showman. So that's something that they had both talked about previously. They both agree on. They don't want this to be a showman's both in the house and how it's portrayed outside of the house. And in particular, she says a line that, again, I feel like is talking about that, but also talking about something that I've been mentioning, which is that they have been growing a lot closer and he has been really warming up to her and showing more interest in her. And I think that she has taken this to mean something is starting here. Um, and so she brings this up like, oh, crap, there's like showman's talk happening. And he's kind of like. Well, like not on not on my end. I haven't I haven't been giving them hints about that. Um, I think from his end, he's thinking, well, like like because we don't want anybody to think that way. And I think that he has he then unintentionally at this point uh, was telling Brooke potentially, well, I'm not actually into that. You might have just been misreading things. That's what she's interpreting, even though it's not what he's saying. And so then she's like, well, I just I'm really sensitive to looking stupid. Uh, like, I really don't want to feel stupid. And she feels stupid in this moment because she was thinking that things were progressing along a certain way. And now she's concerned that maybe they weren't. Um, and so he is like uh, and, and this is the moment where where Sheldon is like, you can see you can see like the roller coaster for her in this conversation because Sheldon's like I just want you to know I would never make you feel stupid and she's like oh he's is he talking about what I'm talking about uh and he was like <sighs> I never say bad things about you to other people uh I would never do that even to the detriment of my game like uh I I would never say bad things about you like I would never make you look stupid in that way and she's like that's what that wasn't quite the way yeah and then it's just one of those where like Sheldon's communication style is just so like this is what it is what I say is what you get this is how I am and when you're looking for some sort of subtext in there 
you're not going to find it because it doesn't exist because that's not like he doesn't really communicate in subtext. Well, so it's just like a confusing conversation. Yeah. Well, well, so, so I think the problem here for Brooke is that she can't be sure if this is him subtly rejecting her or not understanding what she's putting down or like just not being willing to say anything that would incriminate him as well as her to portray them as a showman because he's worried about that being the actual thing. Um, and so I, I think that there's a lot of like conflicting, like I think like she still doesn't know what's happening. I, I, I can't even get a, a full read on what's happening. I still feel like he does like her. Um, but I think he is a little more dedicated to the game and not be appearing to be in a showman than she is. Um, which is part of the problem here. They then have another conversation later. Uh, he's clearly been in the diary room and he's clearly been asked about this. Um, and he was able to read from the questions he was getting that Brooke has probably said something about feelings for him. And so uh, I think at this point he kind of gets it now. Um, and they have another conversation where I think he's trying to do more to tell her you you're not stupid but it's still a very difficult thing for her to interpret because he's a hard guy to read and so he asks her did you did you incriminate yourself did you drop the ball uh and so what he's asking is did you openly admit feelings for me in some way uh at some point and she says yeah i dropped the ball um, he's like, oh, my God, you're so stupid. Um, like, uh, you could have at least dropped the ball to me. Like, why did why did you drop the ball to somebody else? Um, and then later is like, you know, it would have been worse if you had dropped the ball to me. It would have been it would have been even more obvious. Uh, he, he asks about, like, what was your defense level? Uh, like, essentially, how much were you able to deny it and pretend like say that this wasn't a yeah. thing? Um, and she was like kind of low i think <laughs> I, like hey i just i really wish brooke would love herself enough to not do this well so but i understand that it's the kind of thing where you can't help it i, I, I don't know I, I i feel like this i feel like this is a, like an interesting situation because i don't think like she's a, making a, a fool of herself or anything oh no she's, she's not no. she's yeah she's just trying to feel him out and i think they're both trying to do it in a way for the like normally in these situations like uh, two people kind of have feelings for each other but uh but they're kind of both kind of closed off and they have a friendship and they don't want to ruin it and so they're just trying to trying to very subtly feel each other out it's like it's like that but then made way more difficult because they're also trying to do it without showing cameras filming them 24 7 what they're doing and without getting called out by the diary room uh and so it's making it that much more complicated but sheldon does say like like i he he says I th i didn't think that you'd be the one to drop the ball i thought that maybe i would be the one to drop the ball well Maybe it would be either, maybe it would be equal. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I'm very controlled. And so I, I, I've, I've been very careful. I haven't dropped the ball, which I think, and I think she maybe tried to interpret it this way, but she's still not sure. That's kind of him saying, yes, Faison in the chat says, 
Sheldon has a ball to drop, uh, which kind of implies that he does maybe feel similarly, um, but he is more careful about portraying it to uh, to the diary room and uh, and on the show. I also like my other concern with this is Sheldon is so, so, so game focused. And I could see him having the conversation in this way because he knows it's what he needs to say to keep Brooke in his back pocket because he doesn't want to be dealing with a scorned woman in the house. Right. So like, that's the other layer to this that needs to be considered. Like, I don't, I don't know how much Sheldon really is interested in this. And like, I do think that that game element makes him kind of put it on a little bit more than he normally would because he knows that that's the kind of reassurance that Brooke needs. So that's, that's my other thought. Cause I feel like he acts like significantly more flirty with other women in the house. Uh, and he, like doesn't give Brooke what she needs. So it's, it's just like, is he just trying to like keep her? I mean, he did. He, I mean, he talked about that, like uh, that, that is his, that's his defense level. That's that, that's him trying to give as much content uh, for other things to make it seem like they are not a thing. Um, and I think that I think that your read is perfectly uh, like uh, that's reasonable. I think that uh, he he is a hard guy to to read, and that uh, it absolutely could be that. My read on it is that he really does uh, care for her. I don't know that his level of like romantic interest is exactly the same as hers, but I do think there's at least a little bit there. And and I do actually think that uh, like when he is saying, "I would never, I would never make you look stupid to the detriment." of to the detriment of my game like I would like I would I would sacrifice bits of my game to not make you look stupid I think he means that in that moment and I think that he he would uh, he would feel that way um, that's that, that that's my read on it um, you, you know uh, it doesn't mean that it's the correct one but uh, but I, I think I think that there is something here uh, and it's it's I, I, I feel ridiculous that uh, we've got nothing else to talk about <laughs> Uh, I I mean, obviously, all I'm getting from this is, Taryn, I think we should be giving people romantic advice. I think that that's what um, these podcasts should be. I think that we're uh, a really good duo for it. And I think that... <laughs> So that's what should be happening. <laughs> I like that. Taryn the robot, who also seems to be the, the like more uh, hopeless romantic, and then Kirsten the cynic. <laughs> Curse me, a bitter cynic? <laughs> no, don't worry, guys. I am a romantic at heart. It's fine. I just don't believe in this particular <laughs> Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, (laughs) What else even happened? Okay, so like uh, Min was going around yesterday with her theory that people who are social are the the biggest concern, which is just groundbreaking Big Brother strategy. And it's really smart to just go around telling everybody this. Uh, yeah, Hira, Hira has become the uh, strategic version of Rianne. Uh, he has been developing really good personal relationships with a lot of people in the house, and he is using them strategically in ways that Rianne seems to be still kind of incapable of. Um, he is talking to JL. Uh, he says that him, JL, uh, Rianne, and Maddie are all on the same page to get Vanessa and Chris out next um jl this is an interesting conversation because it kind of feels like hira is trying to win the evictors over to him instead of sheldon sue and brooke uh that he's trying to win their loyalty more to him than them uh which is obviously a good move for him it's not really anti sheldon and brooke it's just kind of setting up for far in the future if he has them more than brooke and sheldon do then that's good for him um He's having trouble right now because Sheldon and Brooke have had a big head start on him. Um, and they have a lot of work that has been done with JL in particular. And so this conversation was interesting because here I keeps dropping hints to let JL be like, yeah, I'm definitely more with you. And JL keeps saying, well, but I also feel really good about Sheldon and Brooke, right? Like Sheldon and Brooke are definitely with us. That group, we we control the votes. That's a really powerful group. And then Hero will be like, well, yes. And then after Vanessa and Chris and JL says, yes, after Vanessa and Chris, there's even more other people to go after with our crew because we have our crew. Um, And so he's kind of being, this is another kind of coded conversation where uh, where he was being rejected a little bit. Yeah, JL keeps saying like that he wants to keep himself, Hira, uh, Brooke, Maddie, and Re with Sheldon. Sorry, I skipped Sheldon. Um, He wants to keep that group together because then worst case scenario, they still have four votes and they can control anything that happens. And that's how JL keeps saying it. Whereas here's trying to get like more of a commitment of like, yeah, but like when it gets down to the like brass tacks, is it going to be me? And JL's like, oh yeah, it'll be messy when Chris and Vanessa are gone. That's when it gets messy. (laughs) (laughs) But he's just not giving hero what he wants um at all mm-hmm. and i'm actually like impressed with hero i didn't think that he had this in him me too yeah i'm really impressed yeah I, it's it's i think that he waited a little too long to kind of turn this part of his game on um but he's got a long time uh he shouldn't be targeted anytime soon i mean this this group in particular should be relatively safe now if vanessa or chris or uh any of their later they're kind of losing all their lackeys at this point with carol leaving um but if they do if they somehow won that would kind of shake this group up and give sheldon and brooke even more power um but uh but it is it is interesting and i i really would like to see um i think the most interesting version of the end game is if we do if vanessa and chris just kind of do although i would i would miss them both 
<laughs> they provide I, so much chaos. I, uh, yeah, I, I think I would miss them. I, don't, I will just, say, Vanessa has been dropping the ball this week. I, she has not been doing any ridiculous nonsense moves in two days. Granted, the feeds have been down a lot. So I can't know for sure. It's and the, the frustrating thing with the feeds going down, and so we don't get to see it, is that we don't get these like days of confusion followed by more confusion when we watch the episode because it doesn't provide any clarity on why she's di- like. I keep watching the episodes, being like, I cannot wait to find out what Vanessa was thinking and to make sense of this, and then it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, even when they try to build a narrative of, like, this is who Vanessa is as a player, I'm like, okay, but, like, make it make sense, please. Yeah, so after his conversation with JL, he talks with Rianne. Um, again, has great personal conversation with her, but also talks a little bit about game. Talks about uh, about their group. I, after his attempt with JL, he is a lot more gun-shy when it comes to Rianne, and he definitely includes Sheldon and Brooke more often in the talks that he is not... I think he was kind of like, okay... I think they are very loyal to Sheldon and Brooke. I, I am too right now. Uh, I'm just going to kind of maybe take a back seat, let this play out for a little bit, take my time with this, um, yeah. which I think is the, is the right play for him for now. Um, yeah. So he talks about uh, a crew of that is, is essentially him, her, Maddie, JL, Sheldon, Brooke, uh, maybe even throw Sue in there. Um, and Reese says that that's the hope. That's the hope for me. I, I love that group. Um, and they want to, uh, they talk about Sheldon and Brooke as targets. Um, but, uh, but that's not, not targets for them, targets for other people that, uh, surely, surely people will start targeting them soon. Um, that, uh, Vanessa will target them. Ree's like, I know, I keep forgetting that they have no relationship with Vanessa. So obviously, maybe maybe Vanessa will target them instead of us. So that's great for us because uh, there's just no connection between Vanessa, Chris, and Brooke, Sheldon. Uh, that's really that's really good for us. And it's like, oof, that's that's where that's what gets you in the game. Yeah, it's it's just the thing of like, oh, I'm very afraid of these people, but surely somebody else will take care of it. It's like, oh, are you not thinking that other people might also have the same fear and think that somebody else will then take care of it and then nobody takes care of it? Yeah, uh, so I think that uh, there is definitely an element of the loyalty uh, from at least people like Rianne who feel like, uh, well, they're shields, if nothing else, they're shields in front of me, um, which can't, which is definitely an effective strategy, but you need to know the lay of the land in order for it to work. You can't use a shield when you don't know where other people stand. That's why Sheldon was able to use Kyle as a shield because he knew where the moving pieces were uh, for the most part um but but if you are in the dark you can't just take uh you know a a shield and be like well i i think this works right surely 
surely this will yeah, work. Like it's it's a situation where like Rhi obviously has like really great relationships, but then strategically doesn't know what to do with it. I think that based on how things have been for her the past few weeks, it makes way more sense for her to like choose an enemy and be like, I'm going after this person. I am only going after this person. Everybody don't even worry about me because my sole focus is getting this person out of the game and I think that that would do her a lot better because then she doesn't need to know all of the moving parts because she can just be like this is what's happening I'm going for this person and so I'm nobody needs to worry about me yeah uh, and, and, and as, as Eddie points out in the chat Brooke is somehow a bigger target than Sheldon yes uh, this is this is actually the case which is definitely strange um, it, I tweeted this out it reminds me a lot of uh, Big Brother 20 uh, the week that it was like oh Tyler the wounded bird being used by that monster Caitlin um, oh poor Tyler uh, even though he He's running the game for Tyler. It's not quite as extreme as that because uh, in that case, Caitlin was the one being used by Tyler and, uh, and they got it completely reversed. And in this case, it's it is more of a partnership, but they really feel like Brooke is the one using Sheldon and that Brooke is the dangerous one in the pair. Uh, and that and th- there are I think I think that if Brooke and Sheldon were on the block, I think they'd vote out Brooke. Uh, when there are a man and a woman working together, people love to vote out the woman to weaken the man. We've seen it a million times. <laughs> he, he, like, who, like, he won two HOHs back to back, nominated three people. None of them are gone. And but like, it's his he, partner in the game that's more dangerous. And he won two like wildly different HOHs as well. Like he won an HOH showing that he's on good terms with everybody and he won like a, that was a tough physical competition. Like yeah. it's crazy to me that that would be discounted but it's what seems to happen. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it, it also plays into this, like this whole thing that like for just for some reason, so many people in the house just hate Brooke. Uh, she, she has good relationships with some people, too. But uh, like there just there are people in the house that just they hate her. They don't like her. Even like one of the main people this came from who I was from Sue, who I thought really liked Brooke, but she's one of the people that's saying it the most. Um, and it's like, why do people, why is it so easy to hate Brooke in that house? She seems like a perfectly fine person. Yes. Uh, but spend 24 hours a day I with any so. small group and it's got, like, you're going to get, little like but it's specific to Brooke it's it's like uh it's like it's like his particular thing with her yeah I'm not not surprised by that (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) are you are you my uh petty dislike correspondent I will explain how you can dislike every single person (laughs) in that house no if people want to know last um Last Sunday, uh, Karen from BBCan5 and I went live on her YouTube and we basically just went through every cast member talking about what we didn't like about them. So if people want to talk about petty dislike, they can go back to that stream. There you go. (laughs) Find out all the reasons to pettily dislike Brooke. (laughs) 
Karen and I were strategy. both. We were we were like we are hateful bags right now. Like I'm sorry. That's just how we are, and that's what we did for like an hour. <laughs> There you go. Um, so they, if they, you don't need the petty hate here. Uh, but it's just like the situation where, like, any small thing is going to get under people's skin. And I feel like because Sheldon communicates on such a like straightforward, non-emotional level, it's harder almost to get those small little habits that are going to frustrate you. Whereas Brooke is a very logical person and she understands the game, but she also has this emotional undercurrent. And I feel like it's a lot easier to get mad at someone who has their emotions more on display because they become a softer target. That yeah. is just kind of my perspective. It's weird. Cause like we see Sheldon as like this, this absolute game bot cold monster of a player. Um, but they see Sheldon in the house much differently than we do. Like they see him as just like straightforward dude, uh, just wants to play hard, win competitions, uh, be loyal to his people. And he really likes Brooke and Brooke is trying to do all these moves with him using him, um, which is like so far off, but it's, it's working for him. Um, so, uh, so in, and this is, this is part of the problem here with Brooke is that she is, she is explaining Sheldon's moves for him sometimes, like in this conversation with Sue, where Sue, before Carol talks about wanting to go home, uh, she's all, I mean, obviously not wait all the way before, but uh, before the house meeting, uh, Sue still feels like getting Min out is an option because Min getting Min out is, is still an, is still an option. <laughs> and so Sue is really, really hell bent on it. Like she was freaking out over the course of the morning because she needed Min gone and it needs to be a back door because if you yep. put Min on the block, then she has too good of a chance at winning the veto and then she'll stay and then she'll put me on the block. You can't let that happen, Brooke. Um, and so Brooke was like, okay, okay. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best move. Like socially to have to put up another pawn, another person piss another person off. Like I, it just makes more sense to protect our positions in the game to put up another uh, to just put men straight up on the block and not have to piss anybody else off and so with Brooke explaining that uh, Sue is just pissed uh, and she goes to Chris and she's just like I can't believe that Brooke is doing this uh, she's getting into Sheldon's head and uh, they're not going to do the back door and men's going to stay and she's going to put me on the block and Chris is like is she going to is she going to put you on the block? Do you really think? I mean, she wants to make big moves. Are you a big move? Uh, and she's like, no, yes, she is. She's going to do it. Um, <laughs> I, I like how in this moment, your Sue impression and your Chris impression are the same. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> face. So you're talking about a conversation between Chris and Sue. But for both of them, you're just like, hi. <laughs> it's, well, he, he was like the calm one in the conversation. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> not used to that. <laughs> yeah Sue is definitely like very nervous and like she's someone who is negatively impacted by Min not having gone home last week for sure um, there was like many discussions over the course of the morning that involved Sue talking about how you know Min could still go and like there was even like brief moments where Carol apparently still wants to be there where she's like I'm just pretending I want to quit and then that way Min won't fight for the veto and then it's fine because then she won't win and then you can vote her and it's like mastermind Carol over here mastermind 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, so Sue, uh, you know, I was really surprised at this with Sue because I thought that she was one of the people who benefited the most from Kyle leaving because it would really push Sheldon and Brooke toward her and she needs like actual close allies. Um, but, uh, but like really st- having this being a sticking point and potentially pissing people off like Sheldon and Brooke really not good for her because they have actually been able to maintain a lot of power in the house. And if she wants to make it far, which I think she can, cause she's in a good spot, she will need them. And complaining to Chris of all people is really the wrong way to go because, uh, I, I do think that he, uh, he's not, not the most trustworthy person. He could tell Vanessa and then Vanessa, who knows what she does. And so, uh, I, I'm more, I, was worried for sue i think that this carol situation hopefully has kind of put a lid on that and and that maybe you know i i think that she's like really worried because she had that conversation with min the week before where she thought min was leaving and she basically was just just like i don't even want to bother with you min like i just don't believe you i don't trust you get out of my face um and so now she's like well i she was supposed to leave now she has to leave she's coming for me um and uh you know i think another thing about sue is that i've talked about this before she's very much like a people pleaser um yeah and she's very good at it and so i think she gets anxious I think she developed this habit because uh, she gets anxious if she, if she hasn't pleased the person. If they if somebody's mad at her if, or upset at her, she really gets upset. Um, we've seen this happen a few times with Chris when he was questioning her and she ended up crying to Chris like, please, like you have to trust me. Uh, like she really just wants to be OK with everyone. And so if somebody is not OK with her, it really stresses her out. Um, and I, so I think it's really it's really putting her off that uh, that Min is still in the house and that they're not good. Well, and it's also really hard because there haven't been votes to confirm alliances Mm. happening, right? So it's very up in the air. So I can understand why, um, like, Sue would feel very much because she's been doing all this work to please people. But then because of how things have shaken out, they're not getting the, like, reinforcement of, like, okay, we're together and this is why we're together and this is, like, what's going on, right? So... Yeah, it turns out if you want a fluid season, just don't actually have any votes and alliances will just keep shifting uh, constantly the entire time. Yeah, so honestly, all this has reinforced for me is that they should do a season of reality TV where um, people compete for safety. And if you're not safe, they draw a name out of the hat and that person goes home. And then um, but you don't tell them that's how someone's going home every week. You tell them they're going to vote. You tell them that the vote took place. You tell them that they voted. But you just draw a name out of a hat and watch the chaos. I think that would be very compelling television. Someone contact Eric Stein. <laughs> I feel like at some point they would figure out the game. I feel, I yeah, feel but like... I, but that would be like another layer of yeah. entertainment of like, oh, well, now they figured it out. Yeah. Uh, well, I think once once they figure it out, the, the game's up. Um, but it would still be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it would be still very fun because then it's okay. Well, I've won safety for the week, uh, but now there's nothing I can do. I might just go home. No, once they figure it out, then they have to change the rules to now there is actually a vote. Now the vote actually matters. Yes, now we are cooking with gas. (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. Oh my God. So that, okay, I'm sorry. That would be so entertaining. (laughs) I would. It's a good idea. (laughs) 
Um, there's really, that's, that's really where we stand right now. Uh, again, to sort of like give you the lay of the land in the house, um, that, uh, Sheldon, cause Sheldon and Brooke do have a conversation into the night talking about where they stand and, and where they plan to go from here. Again, they have this group with Chris and Vanessa. Um, and, and, and Sue that is, uh, that is working one side of the house. They now have this other group with, uh, with the evictors and, uh, and Hira is now kind of five out is kind of being, which is now, which became four out is kind of being absorbed into, uh, the evictors group. Um, and, uh, and, and Sheldon and Brooke are kind of sitting in the middle looking like shields for both sides, but in reality, they're like, uh, kind of, ducking under the fire right um and so that's that's pretty much where the 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 field stands uh you have the evictors wanting to go after vanessa and chris we've got confirmation from them talking to each other multiple times uh that is where they want to go um and then vanessa and chris presumably want to go after Unfortunately for Hira, uh, Hira is definitely a target for them. Min is still uh, a bit of a target for them. Um, and uh, and then obviously the evictors will be a priority as well. Now with Vanessa, anything could happen. We know she hates Brooke. Maybe she maybe she just randomly targets Brooke for all we know. It but, could happen. But it does seem like they have a lot more people to be worried about at the moment. And so uh, we are we are looking uh, right now at uh, at this 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 kind of layout in the house. And I assume something like that will be what we walk into next week, because I don't think that much will change over the course of this week with no real game to be played. But uh, but I don't know, maybe they just go crazy and things start to get weird. And wouldn't we just love for things to start to get weird? (laughs) Um, Okay, so when I was catching up on everything today, I came across the most insane tweet of all time, and I just need everyone to experience the weirdness of this tweet with me. Is that okay, Taryn? Sure. So this is from the BBCan8 Updates account. So what they do is they just, it's literally just point by point things that are happening. And so this tweet was just a roller coaster. So, uh, Brooke and Sheldon are having casual chat on the balcony outside of HOH. Suzanne comes by and pinches Sheldon's nipple. Min comes by and asks if Sheldon thinks she is still a wild card. He says yes. She asks if he believed her, and he says yes, but she's smart. The most insane. Like, so much happened to the course of one tweet. I was just dying. I need you guys to experience this with me. <laughs> You're really amused by this. Like, just like out of it, it's like okay, they're having a casual chat. Okay, Suzanne's there, but just to pinch Sheldon's nipple, apparently. <laughs> then just mince. Like it just was a lot for one tweet. I just was lots, a lot to take in. Yeah. I wasn't expecting all of that in one tweet, and it just caught me off guard and really uh, brought me entertainment this morning. Maddie, Maddie did have a saga <laughs> yesterday. Of uh, she messed up her laundry, and her clothes oh, got yeah. a little pink, and so she was desperate for bleach. Um, she's like, "Big brother, I need bleach, please, hurry!" Um, and so then they finally got her bleach. <laughs> she was just like sloshing it about. Yeah, she um, definitely got it on stuff it wasn't supposed to get on. Yeah, didn't know what to do with it and then ended up like splashing it all over her yellow pants yeah. uh and then she and then uh i think it was min was like oh you got it all over your pants and she was like no <laughs> this is the worst day yeah. ever this there is the also- worst moment of my life right now 
There was also like a really great Maddie and Hira moment where they're complaining about men double dipping on like chips and dip. I think mm-hmm. it was chips and dip. I don't remember. And then he's like, no, you got to be all cool out there and then be mad in here. And Maddie's just like, you can't double dip. Like maybe with your family, but you can't double dip. And she, t- I just like, I love Maddie. Like the way that Maddie talks and expresses herself and just everything about her brings me joy and makes me happy. And I think she's a bright light on this season. And I'm just so glad she's there. Uh, genuinely uh because i she like when michael was in the house it was a very different maddie i feel like we've really been able to see uh her personality shine and she is she can be very funny um in in some different ways i'm really enjoying her yeah she brings me so much joy and i'm just glad to have that opportunity all right. All right. That's what we have for you from the day. Um, I I have to imagine that uh, for the next week, we're just going to have uh, the, the updates might be a little bit sillier than normal um, because there's not a, maybe 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 there will be. But I, I'm guessing there's not going to be a ton of like, uh, who are they going to vote out? Are they going to do it to Carol? Are they still are they still down? Imagine. If Carol just like, okay, so imagine if a veto this week came with like a $5,000 cash prize <laughs> and Carol like somehow wins it and then decides she wants to stay and uses the veto on herself. That would be crazy. <laughs> here's, yeah, you know, here, here's uh, the prize is one thing, but I think it's, it's still too unlikely that she would win it. Uh, it needs to be a quiz veto where it's A or B. Um, and then like Steve Moses, uh, she needs to be trying to lose and then accidentally win. Uh, and then, uh, then I guess choose not to use the veto on herself. Um, or, or maybe she's just like, you know what? Screw you, Sheldon. I'm using the veto on men. <laughs> nominate someone else. I would love that, but I mean, in that case, if he would just nominate Re, right? So <laughs> yeah, she like, already she already pretty much volunteered. But that's still so, oh my god! See, there are opportunities for entertainment here, and it just sucks because it's like we're relying on Carol to provide them to us. <laughs> so it's it's not a good look, but yeah. we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be another week. I don't we'll know. see. We'll see. I really again uh, just just to reiterate the point in case it got lost just let her leave let this be a real week so we can see actual game um yeah, it's, uh, are are we gonna are we gonna be able to last the whole season anyway with what's happening in the world I don't know maybe just let Carol leave and shave a couple weeks off the season uh I think what will happen is they will have a quadruple eviction every 3 days <laughs> Right? Like, what if, what if they need to shut down abruptly? And so they're like, I don't know, I guess like one final HOH competition evicts a bunch of people. And it's like, and we just spent an entire week on this. Uh, like, uh, let's, let's think about the realities of the situation and take advantage of this opportunity. I think the problem is, is we keep expecting good things to happen for us. Like, we don't get nice things. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I don't know. 
well, hopefully, hopefully the the updates will continue to be a nice thing for people uh, as we move <laughs> along the season. Um, so thank you guys for hanging out with us. I will be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update on everything that happens today on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. Tomorrow night, I will be speaking with Godfrey. That's a nice thing. Um, we'll be talking. Thing. Yes, we'll be talking about the season. I'm, I'm curious to get his take on how the season has progressed thus far. Um, and then uh, Tuesday night, we'll have uh, the roundtable and all that good stuff. So uh, thank you guys so much uh, once again. Kirsten, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, at Kirsten said what? Twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what? Kowski cast still talking about Riverdale. Talking about not getting nice things, I'm still watching Riverdale. <laughs> so that's Kowski cast, cow with a K. Uh, and oh, Daquan's posting all my links in the chat. So that's that's it. That's where I am. <laughs> all right. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. Thanks again, and see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.